Welcome again. Uh, we've been looking at the worldview evangelism and worldview discipleship in the context of discipling and evangelizing folk Muslims. And yesterday, we, uh, yesterday, whatever day it was, we talked about death of Christ and in relationship to our evangelism. And so I'm just going to review that and then we'll go into Jesus Christ as the Messiah. But we have to be very careful. I think Professor Josh have talked about that. Whatever you call it, inside of movement or outside of movement. We're talking about Christ and his death here. There's no room for error. There's no room for compromise. There's no room. There's no other way. Jesus Christ is the only way. Uh, there are others who believe in the exclusiveness of, of or include, you know, being inclusive. No, this is not what I'm going to talk about. I'm talking about Jesus Christ dying for my sin, for your sin, and for all of us on the cross. And it is that what we should evangelize our friends, our Muslim friends with. There's a book that if you have time to read, it's called Evangelism in the Early Church by Michael Green. Uh, what the early church went through is no different from us today. It's just that it's a little sophisticated in terms of sin, in terms of our ways, in terms of things we do. But again, we will be confronted with pluralism. We'll be confronted with uh, African traditional religion, folk Islam, whatever it is. But we as Christians need to bring the gospel and all the gospel, nothing less than presenting Christ as the Savior and the only way to God. We talked yesterday, uh, I keep saying yesterday, about Judas agreeing to betray uh, Christ to the priest. And the reason why we want to say this, because in some part of uh, Islamic theology is that uh, God deceived the Jews and by deceiving them, changing the face of Jesus Christ to that of Judas, and Judas died in the place of Christ. And that is not salvation. That's not what happened. And we brought in the Last Supper and what have you. And what Christ said at this meeting, we talk about Jesus' submission in the Garden of Gethsemane. And there where he prayed, uh, not my will, but let the Father's will be done. And this is why all authority was given to him, that our salvation, our plan of salvation, what we do in, in, in evangelism, in discipleship, it has to be Christ, nothing but Christ. Uh, the British theologian William Barclay said that if you go to the Bible with your theology, you will always find it within the Bible. Therefore, you should go there for your theology, not with your theology. And then we also saw that the trial of Jesus Christ. God was put on trial for my sins, for my shame, and everything coming from a shame-based culture to see the God of this world, the God and creator of the universe, been put on trial for me. It's one of the most convicting things for me as a Christian. Uh, like Augustine said, our hearts are restless until they find rest in Christ. And we cannot make God in our own image. Because we are made in his image, so we cannot water down the gospel in order to be accepted by society, be it in Africa, be it in Asia, anywhere. So our evangelism and discipleship should be around the birth, ministry, and the death of Christ, and also that he rose, and today he sits on the right hand of God interceding for us. Um, now let us summarize this 
part of the teaching. And to do that, we'll be looking at Jesus Christ as the Messiah. Uh, uh, Professor Josh have talked about that already in terms of people trying to water down the gospel by translating it. You know, we don't want to offend people. I always ask people who are doing that, when last have the Muslims ever say, you know what, we don't want to offend the Christians. What we're going to do, we're going to compromise the content of the Quran in order to be accepted by these people. Never. They never do that. Are Western Christians afraid of their faith or ashamed of Christ? Or are they afraid of actually suffering and dying for the very faith that God have called them to? That's why they want to kind of compromise the gospel in order not to get in trouble. No, we're talking about the Messiah. And this is why in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, uh, verses 3 and 5, these are strongholds we have to confront, engage in love, but at the same time firmly challenge the false teaching of Islam and present the gospel. And with that in mind, let us build up the meaning of the term used in the Old Testament stories. Relate those stories of the uh, patriots because Muslims recognize these prophets like Moses, Isaac, Jacob, uh, Joseph, uh, John the Baptist. Uh, let us use these analogies, not compromising the content of the Bible to get to them. How the point of all these prophets all these prophets pointed to the coming of the Messiah and what he was going to do. And let us also uh, tell the story of the messianic picture of prophecy included. Let us do that faithfully. And the first one we'll come across will be Adam and creation and the fall. It said that the seed of the woman will, be, will crush the serpent's head. Genesis 3.15. Adam, they recognize him as Adaman. But in God's creation, when God created this beautiful world, and uh, the Bible said, like we said in one of the, uh, the, the, the lectures, that it was good. The only thing wrong at that time, according to Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, was that it was not good for man to be alone. And therefore, Eve was created. And this is where we have to let our, our friends be a folk Muslims, or high uh, Muslims, whatever group of Muslims they are, or even animists, let them know God's plan. That Adam sinned, and out of that, God shared his grace uh, with Adam. And Adam accepted that. And moved to his children, Cain and Abel. Abel offered an animal sacrifice, pleasing to God, and that also what was pointing to Christ. Be Adam, his children, everything that these prophets did, the things that they said, the thing that they did, everything pointed to the coming of the Messiah. That one day this Messiah will come and we don't have to go up on the mountains again to sacrifice. We don't have to live in fear of the unknown spirit world, but that Jesus Christ will come and will die. And because of his death and that he rose from the dead and we all we come, uh, come back to Christ and be saved. Noah, uh, we, we, we talk sometimes about the flood and Noah and what happened. The ark as a picture, a means of salvation, uh, a picture of Christ. Uh, that as long, remember the illustration I gave by Chuck Swinder, the church is like the ark of Noah. The smell within the church is not good, but it is the only safe place. 
Uh, you, can, you can complain about the church, but where can you run to? It's like John in John chapter 6. Uh, when the disciples saw the teaching of Jesus Christ, when he said, except you eat my, my, uh, you eat my body and drink my blood, you cannot follow me. And many of the disciples left because the teaching was just too strong. And then Jesus turned to the disciple and asked, are you going to leave also? And Peter made a statement, where else can we go? You have the words of life. Uh, we have no room for escape. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. No other way. It is not in Hinduism. It is not in Buddhism. It is not in Islam. It is not in Judaism. It is not even within the African traditional religion. It is within Christ and Christ alone. We're talking about Noah and his act. So God built this, uh, and people walk away from that. 100, 100 plus years, he was preaching and teaching repentance. And repentance is still the same message today that we cannot compromise. We come to the call of Abraham. He said God, uh, he was to be a blessing to, all the, uh, to the whole world. Uh, through him and through his seed, the whole world was going to be blessed. God to bless the whole world through his seed, Genesis 12. You see that? God was going to bless Abraham. And we talk about that uh, in one of the lectures, how Abraham was so concerned about his head. And because of that, he needed to help God. You see, we cannot help God in salvation. We have no choice in it. We have, there's nothing we can do to save ourselves. But God said, that I will bless you. And through your seed, the whole world will be blessed. And it is through Abraham's faith that I think Genesis chapter 15, verse 6, that Abraham believed God and it was accredited to him as righteousness. And that's the faith we have to share with our folk Muslim uh, brothers and sisters in terms of coming from Africa or Asia or the Middle East. That's why we have to tell them. And everything in terms of their being blessed, it was pointing to Christ. Abraham was called through Isaac, through Jacob. Jacob become Israel. All of the pattern, everything is pointing to Jesus Christ. In Genesis uh, 22, we see that also that Abraham was going out there, uh, like we discussed again in one of the lectures. It's not about which one of the sons in terms of Muslim theology, because in the Quran, the son is not even mentioned in there, but that God made the provision. There, there was a substitute. Instead of Isaac dying, God provided a sacrificial lamb like he did in Christ. So these are the analogies that we have. Every example you see in there is pointing to Christ. Christ. And I'm going to emphasize that in our evangelism is Christ. In our discipleship is Christ. In, in our contextualization, it is Christ. Nothing else. It is not trying to change the name of Jesus Christ to some, some kind of Muslim's name. No, it is Christ. It is not an insider movement where I have to go back to the mosque and pray like a Muslim. It is Christ. Jesus Christ and Christ alone. Nothing Nothing else. Abraham's sacrifice was a provision that God set as an example, as an analogy uh, for us to see that God in his blessings. I'll tell you a, a quick story. I was talking to my children and we're discussing the life of Abraham. And one of my kids said, uh, 
By the way, why will Abraham take all this time to walk up the mountain in order to go sacrifice his son uh, up there? He, he should have just gone across the tent and cut off his head. That was really an interesting aspect of the whole story. Why would God allow Abraham to walk all the way up on the mountain? I, I think that God was testing his faith. You know, if we put our faith in action, God goes into motion. And this is what Abraham was doing. And many times uh, we want the easy believism, we want for people, you know, people to come to Christ. I gave the illustration about Rwanda. Uh, 80% of the people there were Christians. And by 1994, close to a million people were killed within the Bible colleges. They were killings and what have you. Uh, talk about Nigeria. Uh, brothers and bro brothers killing one another in Liberia. Why? Because of the way we have presented the gospel in terms of our evangelism and especially our discipleship. Uh, discipleship today is a lost word. People don't want to disciple because they don't want to take the time. We want mass production, uh, instant gratification. Uh, this person church is 4,000 or 5,000. No. Let us evangelize men and women with the truth of the gospel and let's sit with them, take the time, invest into their lives uh, with the gospel through discipleship, word for word, uh, from Genesis to Revelation, teaching them, teaching them to follow. Remember Acts chapter 2? Uh, what the disciple did, those that came to Christ, they sat with the disciple, they ate together, they sang together, they suffered together, but at the same time, they worshiped together, and they died together. You see, persecution, especially the Western church, have lost track of what it means to suffer for Christ. And this is where as missionaries leave the Western church and go to Asia, go to Africa, uh, they Faith is not something they have practiced. You see, in many, I tell you this story from an African country. In the context of this, the Lord's Prayer, give us this day our Lord's Prayer. For many Westerners, be it Europe or North America, when they say, give us this day our daily bread, it's a cliche. The pantry is full with food. So when they say that, they don't mean it. But in many of these countries where Christians are suffering, when they say, give us this day our daily bread, it is not there. They are waiting for it, for God to provide it. Now, brothers and sisters who are dying, so when I hear the word inside a movement, people trying to water down the gospel in terms of our evangelism, in terms of our discipleship, it just boiled my blood. And I'm sorry if that <laughs> offended anybody. Again, in a political correct culture, you don't want to offend anyone. But the gospel is offensive. Jesus came, he died. And so as we present it, as we go through the gospel, we see Abraham. Abraham suffered. We come to Isaac and Jacob. Jacob's blessing of the land of Judah, again, it points to Christ. You see, that, are you following the study here? Everything that we are doing here from Genesis all the way to Malachi, everything is pointing to the coming of Christ. Nothing else. God is not uh, like I think it's an American idiom. God is not beating around the bush. He's cutting to the chase. 
He's putting everything on the, uh, on the table uh, for everyone to see that this is what I'm going to do. My son will come. He will take on him on flesh. He will live among sinners and he will die for them. And because of that death, we as human beings lost away from God. Going back to Romans chapter 5 verse 8. God showed us his love or demonstrated his love in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Just think about that. Just let that sing into you. Coming to Moses and the Exodus. Moses and the Exodus is a story African Americans have used uh, in America. People from all over the world can relate to talking about the Exodus and slavery. When you talk about slavery, the country that I come from, Liberia, was founded by slaves from, from America. And when these slaves came to, I know, to Liberia, guess what? They behaved exactly the, the way they were treated here. They enslaved others. In fact, by 1937 in Liberia, the UN, at that time, what it was considered the lead of nation, dissolved the country of Liberia because of slavery and the practice of slavery. So we all, one time or another, have experienced slavery. And when you come to the Western church, you are also enslaved to materialism and other things. And when you come to the African or Asians or Middle Easterners, we are enslaved to so many other things. But we see the picture how the Messiah is like Moses. He leads his people out of slavery to salvation as Moses led the people out of slavery uh, from Egypt. These symbols and what have you and symbolism, all it's pointing to Jesus Christ. I almost want to say amen and hallelujah. Uh, and this is what God is saying. What a day that would be that God in his love sent his son for me. Uh, some time ago I was talking about John 3.16 and you will hear that over and over as I teach this course. For God so loved the world that he sent his only and only son to come and die for us. Uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, they say God was in Christ doing what? Reconciling the world to himself. And he have given the job of reconciliation to bring back his lost sheep. That's the job we have to do. And that's the message you have to take to people uh, that God have died for us and he have given us the job of being ambassador, representing him all over the world, be it in Asia or Bangladesh, where this insider movement is taking roots, or the Philippines. We have to go there with God's truth. We'll be rejected, Jesus said in John 16. If I was rejected, make sure that you will be rejected also. And if people rejected him, they're going to reject us. And this is why he said that pick up your cross. Remember when I talk about there's no discount in discipleship. No, there's no discount in discipleship. The way Jesus suffered, we have to suffer like that. If he was rejected, we'll be rejected. Keep that in mind as we go through this course here. And then we come to what I call Moses and the Passover. Wow. Passover. It is a story that goes through all, all the Bible. When you read the Psalms, the Jews are singing about that. 
I, remember, I think it's in Psalm 137 when the Jews were in uh, going to Babylon. It said, by the rivers of Babylon where we sat and wept. When those who have captured us asked us to sing one of the Lord's songs. We said, how can we sing the songs of the Lord in a strange land? And when God said, I think it's in Psalm 137 verse 4. Did they forget you, O Israel? Let the power of my right hand forget itself. When I read that. I've been a refugee before. I understand that. I understand what redemption is like. The blood of the lamb slain was a protection from the destruction as the blood of the Lamb of God is a covering for sin for us. Be sure, brothers and sisters, to point out the need to believe and obey God to receive the protection and offer of Jesus Christ as we see it through the Exodus. Many times people ask me, um, Nigeria, I'm not from Nigeria, but I have a lot of great Christian brothers and sisters from Nigeria. Nigeria is one of the richest oil country in the world, but the tribalism and the corruption and the witchcraft and what have you. People ask me, what is the solution to Africa's problem? No, it is not the UN. I'm sorry about that. No, it is not my education or your education. No, it is not the voodoo that we have made. He has not brought us anywhere. No, it is not the leaders that we have built that have led us. No, we cannot blame our problem on colonialism. It is not the white men uh, that have caused us to be where we are today. It is not that. It is not even the women because at times we blame the women. No, it is not that. It is the sins in our relationship to Jesus Christ. And until we recognize in Ephesians chapter 2, where Paul is writing to the church at Ephesus, when he says that Christ came and broke down the middle wall, until that middle wall is broken and we come to Christ, and for us to see our fellow Africans as brothers and sisters in Christ, corruption will not go away. Demons will not go away, witchcraft will not go away, envy will not go away. Whatever we do will not go away except in Jesus Christ and who Jesus Christ is.